Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Using only dividend stocks that have increased their payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 25 years. 20 to 25 years. Sounds good to me. Anyway, it is Tuesday, December 21st. Oh my goodness, 10 more days. And that's just the way it's got to go. Anyway, we are uh, jumping on in. We did the dividend aristocrats yesterday. No, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We did the dividend kings yesterday. And we did uh, Warren Buffett's holdings yesterday. Today, we're going to go over the dividend aristocrats and the dividend achievers. So let's see who is on the list today for the dividend <clears throat> aristocrats. Now, considering it is the 21st, we are going to be looking into... Um, hold on a second. We're going to be looking at companies, uh, let me think, where was I? <laughs> the f first week of January? Yeah, so that would be 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, that area. Wow, we have quite a bit to go through. My, my, my. All right, well, let's jump on in. Now, the dividend, dividend aristocrats... I got to put them into the trade grid first to find out which companies have weekly options and which companies have monthly options. But you know what? I think I'll just go through half the list today and go through the other half of the list tomorrow. And then we'll just worry about, um, you know what? Let's skip the aristocrats and go right to dividend achievers because the dividend achievers has a less stringent list. And the same ones, uh, the, the dividend aristocrats and the dividend achievers are basically on the same page anyway because it's 25 years or more of, of um, increased dividend payments. So, first one on the list is CSCO. Now, CSCO, it sounds like it should be Costco, but it's not. It's Cisco. Anyway, Cisco started out the year last year at 44.51. It took about a couple of weeks to find the bottom at 43.35. From there, she shoots up to hit a high of, uh, what is that, uh, 60.82? And that was a couple of days ago on the, uh, on the 17th. And they had some nice, they had double volume on that day too, which is, you know, explanatory. Now, she gapped down um, in the middle of November. She gapped down from 56.57 all the way down to 52.77. But from there, she retraced it all. Okay, She had a little bit more than double the volume on the 18th of November. Now, that was just a little, a little over a month ago. But from there, 52.77, she's sitting at 60.10 today. So let's take a look at the seasonality, see what time, see which this usually goes towards the end of the year. 
and it's usually flat at the end of the year. Basically not gonna go up, not gonna go down. But uh, let's take a look at the chart for Cisco, C-S-C-O. Okay, she's in a nice little uptrend. The buyers are um, outpacing the sellers, so there are more buyers than there are sellers. They had some nice volume, yes, uh, not yesterday, but Friday. Yesterday's volume was about average. Uh, today, she's in at 60.20. Let's see, look at the trade grid. Okay, the bid is 60.20. The ask is 60.21. So you know that means that there's plenty of volume out there. And if we were going to do a covered call, I would definitely do the 60, $60.50. You know, buy it at the money at 60.20, and then you sell the 60 dollar and 50 cent um, call for uh, this Friday collect 35 cents that's not that bad but uh, if you do the 60 you'll get uh, 60 cents but then again you're 20 cents in so you're only actually collecting 40 so if you're only collecting 40 you might as well go for the 60 50 that we get to collect 35 and an extra 50 cents if this thing goes up um, to 60.50. So <coughs> I'm not 100% happy with, with Cisco only because the high of the year was on the 17th, which was a couple of days ago at 60.80. She's sitting at 60.14. I mean, how close can you actually get to that? You know what I mean? So there's not a lot, not a lot of upward movement to go, but it could be enough to uh, make it worth your while. I don't know if she stays right where she is. Let's take a quick look at a spread and see if the spread's going to be worth it. I definitely do an in the money spread. <clears throat> Is that 59 and a half? Not enough money. 59 and a half is not worth it. The 60. Ah, right, that's not bad. Okay, the 59 and a half over 60 spread is going for 31 cents. So that's not that bad of a profit. So let's just do 10 of them and, and see what it says. Uh, all right, 10's really not enough. That's only 300 bucks. All right, let's go with 20, 20 contracts. All right, so 20 contracts. Of, uh, so we're going to buy 20 vertical CSCO 100s. Now that's the weeklies. 23 December 21 is this Friday. Now we're looking at the 59.5 over 60, which means I'm going to buy the 59.5 and I am going to sell the 60. It's only a 50 cent spread, but I'm going to pay 30 cents for this. Okay, so it's going to cost me $626. The most I can make is $400. So as long as the stock stays where it is or goes up, I'm going to make money. Now, with this trade, the stock can even come down because my, <coughs> sorry, my break-even point is $59.80. So it's in the money. All right. So that one's being sent to the cleaners. Let's see what happens there. Next on the list is DG. Dollar General is paying out 36 cents. DG. 
Okay, so Dollar General started out the year at 210.16. Okay, found its bottom in uh, mid-March, 173.64. Now, from there, she got your ups and your downs, your ups and your downs. She finds its high at 239.07, and that was the beginning of August. From there, you get your profit-taking. Uh, it falls down to 204, your retracement. Now she's settled in at 219.11. Now, I'm going to pass on Dollar General right off the bat, and let me tell you why. We have four down days in a row, okay? Now, um, I don't like fighting a trend. So before I would jump into Dollar General, I'd kind of like to see some kind of a stability at the bottom. Some kind of uh, support. Right now, there isn't any. So, she got a 30-day low at uh, 211. And uh, yesterday's low was 216. She's sitting at 218 today. Yeah, it's a little bit higher, but the, the overall stock price is down. Let's quickly check the uh, the big chart and, and see what's looking for Dollar General there. To see what's happening. Okay, so the 50-day moving average is kind of plateau. So she's like going flat, not going up, not going down, just going sideways. There are more sellers than there are buyers, so that kind of gives you an indication that we want to wait until the rules change, where there are more buyers than sellers. But right now, she's still in a little bit of a downtrend, so we're going to pass on Dollar General. And we're going to look up Comcast. Comcast, I always seem to be jumping in and out of this one. CM. CSA Comcast. All right, so here we are looking at Comcast. She started out the year at what is that? 50.08. Dropped down to 48.15 by the end of January. Shoots up to the high of the year at 61.90. Now, from there, it took her what, almost eight months to go from. Uh, 48 to 20, 48 25 to 61 to the high of the year, but she falls to a new low, and the new low was just uh last Tuesday. She actually gapped down. All right, uh, last Monday she opened up at 47.97, closed at 47.70, and then she gapped down on Tuesday. To open up at 46.29, but at 46.29 opening, she shoots up to hit a high at uh, 48.95. Anyway, she's going sideways at the moment, which is not too bad. She's sitting at 90, uh, 49.03. Not that old. I don't know why I get dyslexic with some of these numbers. All right, so we'll look at seasonality for Comcast. Yeah, she's going to go sideways with a tiny bit of an uptrend to it. So it doesn't look that bad to the end of the year. Let's see what the trade grid looks like. No, no sorry, not trade grid. Let's look at the big chart. CMCSA. Okay. Now, you have a nice strong uptrend on the 50-day moving average, which means you know the stock is tending to, to go on the upside. However, there are more sellers than there are buyers. Okay, uh, I'm going to wait for those rules to change a little bit. I want the buyers to escalate a little bit more before I 
I jump into Comcast, but you know what? Let's see what the trade grid looks like, just in case we find a halfway decent trade there. Uh, the bid is $48.99, and the ask is $49. Now, if we wanted to do a covered call, we'd look at the $49. You know, buy it at $49, and you sell a $49, uh, a 49 call. Forget this, for $0.49. Cents. That's funny. Going to buy it at $49, going to sell the $49 call, going to collect $49 to $0.50. Cents. Well, there's your 1% right there. And all she's got to do is just stay in the $49 area. In worst-case scenario, she is a dividend. Uh, I think it's a dividend aristocrat. That It could just stay right where it is. You can continue collecting premiums every single week. This is going to give you a 1% premium every single week, which is not bad if you think about it. If you're marginal, you get a 2% premium every week. But I really don't suggest you do premiums. I mean, um, margin. Because you can caught with your pants down, so to speak. All right. So let's take a look and see what we have for a spread trade. I don't know if I have enough money to buy a bunch of Comcast. I got 20000 Oops. You know what? Let's do that. Let's buy 500 shares. We're going to buy 500 shares at the market. To open. There you go. And she got filled at 48.83. Now I'm going to sell the 49. Um, how many I just buy? Damn. 500. <clears throat> so I'm going to buy five. I'm going to sell five contracts. I'm going to sell five contracts at the money. This is what it's going to sound like. Sell five CMCSA 100s, which are the weeklies. 23 December 21, which is this Friday, the 49 call at 48 cents a share. Let's see what they're going for. Ooh, right now they're going for 50 cents a share. Not bad. Think about it. If I was on margin, I'd make 2%. If I was just regular straight cash account, it's a 1% deal. And that's what we're looking to do. We're only looking to gain 1%. And Comcast... It's a, it's a very well-known company. It's a dividend aristocrat. She continues to increase the dividend payments for more than 25 years. So you really can't go go wrong there. I mean, everybody loves their cable, and Comcast is everywhere. That being said, <clears throat> let's move on to the next one. Next one on the list is JP. Now we already looked at JP Morgan, so we're going to bypass that one. Oracle is next. Oracle is paying 24 cents. O-R-C-L. And there you have it. Okay, so Oracle started out the year at 64.23. Found its bottom towards the end of January at 59.34. Shoots up, keeps on going, keeps on going. Okay, now I'm going to chunk this down just a little bit. Now, from the low of the year in in end of January at 59.44. She hits the high of the year at 98.76. Now that was um, towards the end of October. She got your normal profit taking and for some strange reason she uh, she got your profit taking down to 87.84 from there. You have a huge amount of volume. I'm talking 5 to 10 times. Well, five to seven times the amount of normal volume. All right, and that was in the beginning of, of, of uh, 
That was December 10th. Okay. She closed on December 9th at um, 88.80. And then the very next day, she gaps up to 104.43. Okay. Now that's like four, about five times the amount of normal volume. Okay. From there, she hit an all-time, well, a yearly high at 106.42. Had some profit taken there, and then she tanks back down to the $90 level, which is where she's sitting now. Now, it's four down days in a row, and you know how I feel about four down days in a row. No matter what everything else says, four down days in a row, I'm one, see some kind of stability on the, uh, uh, what do you call it, support. So I wanted to find a bottom. Now, looking at the seasonality... Seasonality is basically flat. This thing basically goes nowhere to the end of the year. Just stays right where it is. And that's good for covered calls, calendar spreads, stuff like that. But we're going to pass on Oracle only because... Um, what was my reasoning? Oh, four down days in a row. Yeah, don't like that. Look at the big chart for Oracle. O-R-C-L into the big chart. And that looks a little bit like this. All right. We did have a nice 50-day moving average until she gapped up and then dropped out of sight. Um, the sellers are increasing and the buyers are retreating. So, yeah, I'm just going to stand by my sit and wait on this one. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, we are now into a few more. American Express, we already looked at. Um, Campbell's Soup. Ooh, I haven't done Campbell's Soup in a while. C-P-B. There we go. So Campbell's Soup started out the year at $47.59. Found its high of the year. It ended January at $53.68. From there, it's a slow downturn to the bottom of the year. Which we have a double, almost triple bottom. So we have some really good support at 39.83. We hit it once on in October, hit it again in October, the end of October, and we hit it again on December 1st. Okay, she went up a little bit. So she got a 30 day high of 44.52, and she's sitting at 42.24 at the moment. So we had a little bit of profit, a nice little upturn, a little bit of profit taking. Uh, we have one down day today. Yesterday was a good day. Today we have what it is, and this thing goes down towards the end of the year. So that makes me want to just skip on Campbell Soup. Um, next on the list, MasterCard. We did that yesterday. NTAP. N-T-A-P. NTAP. Here we go. NTAP starts out the year at 63.97. Found its bottom the beginning of March. From there, escalates to a nice little high of the year at 94.71. A little bit profit taking, going sideways. Sitting at 88.89 today. Nice little movement. Let's check out seasonality, see where it might be going. Here to the end of the year, it looks like a little bit sideways. So that's not that bad. 
Uh, the one-year chart looked good. 30-day chart looked adequate. I'm going to say adequate because you're basically just going sideways. You know, no clear upward trend or anything like that. Let's take a look at the big chart for NTAP. N. Tap into the big chart. And let's see what the buyers and sellers are doing. All right. She's in a, a flat. She's flatlining. The buyers are increasing and the sellers are decreasing. So that's an up movement. Let's see the trade grid. Um, the bid is 88.59. The ask is 88.67. That's 11 cent spread. Huh. Anywho's at the money. If we were going to buy it at the money, what's 88.76? We'd sell the uh, the call at 120. So you'd be actually selling it for 89.20, which is. 75 cents over, which is not bad. Or you could just jump at the, uh, you know, buy it at the money and sell the 89. That way you can carry it in to, to the uh, new year and, uh, you know, maybe get some profits there. Um, you know, let's see if we can do that. Let's buy a couple hundred shares. I don't think I can do 500. Yeah, I don't have enough money to do 500. But I might be able to do three. Three's gonna be 11,000. 300 shares will be 11,000 bucks and I don't have 11,000 bucks. All right, 200 shares. So I'm going to buy 200 shares at the money, you know, at the market. Uh, the market order, 200 shares, and tap. Uh, buy 200 at the market to open. Simple trade. And I got rejected. I'm $1,300 off. How could that be? All right, so I'm just going to do a spread on it then. Uh, it's not being cooperative. The eighty-five, eighty-six is out of no, it's out of the question. Um, she's sitting at eighty-eight. All right, I can do that one. All right, so I'm gonna do twenty contracts. End tap. All right, so I'm going to buy 20 vertical NTAP 100 weeklies, 23 December 21, that's this Friday, 87 over 88. That means I'm buying the 87 and I'm selling the 88 for 68 cents per share. Okay, so it's 1300 bucks. Most I can make is 640, which is a little bit less than half. So that's about 43 to 45%. Uh, return, which I could deal with that, and that's going to put me. Uh, I got six thousand left to play with. All right, so we had six thousand left to play with. Let's see what else we got. All right, we just did NTAP SYY. Isn't that Cisco? 
It is. It's the other Cisco. So we're looking at both Cisco's this week. <laughs> CSCO and SYY. Wow. Okay. Okay. So Cisco's paying forty-five cents. Let's take a quick look at that. SYY. There we go. Now Cisco started out the year at seventy-one eighty-one. Found its high in mid-May at eighty-nine. I did it again. I'm gonna apologize. Found its high at eighty-six sixty-nine. Okay, from there, profit taken up down. This thing's like all over the place. Found its low at the end of November at sixty-eight oh five. She's sitting at seventy-three sixty-six. Uh, see where this thing normally goes. Ooh, got a nice little bump up coming up. I like that. All right, so that makes me happy. Nice little bump at the end of the year. Let's take a look at the big chart for SYY. SYY into the big chart. Bouncing off a low at 68.05. The buyers are advancing rapidly. The sellers are decreasing rapidly. And the trend is going sideways. So you know what that's good for. That's good for uh, some covered calls, some spreads, uh, calendar spreads. But let's take a look at what a covered call would do for Cisco. The bid is 73.61. The ask is 73.66. So if we were going to buy the 73, we could sell the um, we could sell the call for a buck. But then you're losing 66 cents off of that. So you're only really collecting 44. You might as well go with the 74 call. You know, buy it at 73.61 and then sell the 74 because you got the dividend coming up in two weeks. The one year chart looked good. 90 day chart looked pretty good. 30 day chart looked good. Seasonality looks fine. Everything looks good. The buyers are increasing, the sellers are decreasing. So, you know, everything looks good. So let's jump on in. I don't have enough money to buy any of these. But I do have to, enough to get a couple of uh, spreads. She's at 73.60. So let's see what the 72 looks like. Wow. $1.55 for a dollar spread. Not quite a good idea. That can't be right. The 72.73. She's sitting at 73.60. She's in the money that's saying 25 cents. I don't think so. All right, let's do 20 contracts. I'm going to be realistic and say 70 cents. No, 65. All right, I'm going to put a limit order at 65 in this. So I'm going to buy 20 vertical Cisco's, SYY, 100, which is the weeklies. 23 December 21, which is this Friday. The 72 over 73, which means I'm buying the 72, I'm selling the 73, 65 cents per share, limit order to open that position. As I was saying before I got interrupted, we just did five positions today. All right, a lot of them are still working, some of them haven't filled yet. Uh, it's it's kind of curious because, you know, my, my limit order is 30, and the working, the, the, the at the money is 33. So why didn't it fill? It's like a bunch of them are like that. Except for NTAP. You know, it's going for 70. I should change my... No, I'm going to leave it at 68. 
I don't have a lot more to play with. And I don't know, 5,000 left to play with. I'm going to look at two more. I'm going to look at a few more. TOL, which is Toll Brothers. Toll Brothers started out the year last year at 45.86. By mid January, found its bottom at 41.22. Jumps up to a trading range. It was at uh, right around 60. It travels there all the way up until mid November before she breaks out of that. Hits the high of the year at 75.66. Now, unfortunately, you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, and they're it's six days down, and one day was up. So it does not make me a happy camper looking for looking at all those down days. Um, let me quickly take a look at the seasonality, only because it's a possibility that one of those down days could be the bottom, and she's going to be flat. Uh, take a look at the big chart for toll T-O-L alright we're definitely going to pass on this only because the 50 day moving average is slightly down uh, that there are more sellers than there are buyers which is uh, you know, an uneasy situation however the buyers are advancing and the sellers are, de are declining so I'm not quite sure because the way the the charts look Okay, you have four down days in a row. However, today she opened up at um, at sixty-eight eighty-eight. Sorry, sixty-seven eighty-eight. Hit a high at sixty-eight thirty-six, a low of sixty-seven thirty-eight, and she's sitting at sixty-seven ninety-eight at the moment. However, it's a good, it could be very well possible that the sixty-five, sixty-seven, the low from yesterday could be the new 30-day low. I don't know. It could be. Might be worth some kind of a look. Who knows? Uh, okay, so the bid for the toll is 67.55 and the ask is 67.60. So if we do the 66.67, 68 cents, Means it has to stay above sixty-seven. All right, that's three hundred. That's more than fifty percent trade right there. So what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy ten of these. Uh, you know what? I'm going to buy twenty. Heck with the ten. All right, so we're going to do twenty contracts total, only because the buyers and sellers are exchanging gifts, and it's that time of the year. Okay, so it's a $1,200 trade. The most I can make is $800, which is 70, 60, 70, 70%. Okay. All right, so what we did is we're going to buy, um, this is what it sounds like. Buy to open 20 contracts of TOL, the 100s, the weeklies. Uh, 23 December 21, which is this Friday. I'm going to buy the 67. Sorry. Buy the 66. Sell the 67 for... I'm going to put it at uh, 65 cents. 
and see if that baby fills. All right, 65 cent limit order to open, and that's going to be about uh, a 55% return, which is not bad if you think about it. Um, we got four more to go Verizon, VZ, VZ. There we go. Verizon started out the. I'm going to pass on Verizon right away, you know, because she started out the year at uh, 59.77, and she's at well. Let's go through the whole thing before we make any snap decisions. All right, she started out the year last year at 59. Let's say 59.84. Um, and that was the high of the year, which was 60.13. It was right around the same time. So it started out at 59, and she ended up at 60. It's like two days apart from the... Anyway, the high of the year is 60.15, and that was 52 weeks ago. All right, And the low, 49.67, and that was last week. Okay, she's bouncing off of that low. She's sitting at 53.13 today. Now, I'm going to assume, considering it's a down day today, that that's profit-taking. Because that's a decent move to have some kind of profit-taking. Now, we're going to look for a, for a little bit of a plateau here. A little bit of an uptrend. So, seasonality looks good. She's bouncing off of that new, that new uh, the, the low of the year. So, it could be good. So let's take a look at the big chart for Verizon, VZ. All right, she is plateauing. The sellers are below the buy. So there's more buyers than there are sellers. All right, so that looks good. So the trade grid for Verizon. The bid is fifty-three thirteen. The ask is fifty-three fourteen. So that's like a one cent spread between the bid and the ask. Now, if we were going to do a covered call, it's a little bit less than one percent. Um, yeah, because the ask right now is fifty-three sixteen. At the money would be thirty-seven cents. Not really worth it. That's like a point seven return, which it's not what I want. Okay, so we're going to buy at the money, the 53. So the 52 and a half over 53 is going for 35 cents. Let's go for 20 of those. Why not? That's a lot of spreads this week. Okay, so we're looking at buying 20 vertical Verizon. 100s of the weeklies. Um, 23 December 21, which is this Friday, the 52 and a half over 53, which means I'm going to buy the 52 and a half and I'm going to sell the 53 at 35 cents a share. And that one is a smidge under 45%. <coughs> I'm pretty sure I'm out of money now. And she just got filled at 34. Okay, that works. I got 2700 left. Wow. That's a lot. I got a lot of spreads going. That's crazy. All right. So we had three more to look at. Not really because we looked at Hormel yesterday. INTU, which is Intuit, 
Hey, I'm really into it. <laughs> I N T U. Yeah, into it. So, into it started out the year last year at 373 and found its bottom at 356. Went sideways right up until May. Busts out of that trading range, hitting a high of 716. All right, sorry. Uh, 7.15, 7.16.86, that's the high of the year, and that was in no, mid-November. She gapped up from the 18th at 6.34, gaps up to 7.15. Why would it jump almost 70 bucks? Wow. All right, there's got to be a reason there that the volume doubled. All right, so today... After that high, there's definitely profit taking. She went sideways for a little bit, and she gapped down. Gaps have a tendency to fill, and this one did fill. But when she filled, she kept going down. Four down days in a row. And you know how I feel about down days in a row. Waiting to find a bottom before she moves. See which way she's going to go. But then again, I don't really do stocks that are over 250 bucks Because I ain't rich. And I'm not sure if any of you guys are, but, uh, you know, $600 a share? I can't do that. Can't. All right. So we're going to go on to T, which is AT&T. Smartly priced at $24. I can do that. All right. She starts out the year at $28.95. Now, I'm going to like highlight this area because I want to take a look at this. It's a high of the year at $33.89. But the volume, it's like six or seven times the volume okay she gaps up for some strange reason on the 13th of May she closed at 3218 3218 and she gaps up to 3352 which is not a huge move but the volume went six to eight times the average volume increased huge and then the next day this thing gaps down to 29. Anyway, that's what it was. So she gaps down to 29 and then she continues to sink, finds its bottom after what is that? One, two, three. Oh, I gotta I gotta highlight this one and open it up a little bit so I can get a better look. Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like eight out of nine days were down. Okay, she's bouncing off the new low of 22.01, and she's sitting at 24.72. Now, that's a nice number. Nice movement. And she could, she could continue to escalate. Now, AT&T has a tendency to be flat at the end of the year, which she's basically doing. Let's look at the chart for AT&T. Here we go. All right. Now... This this looks pretty good, even though the stock is um, changing positions, okay? Because she had a little bit of a down, and the in the fifty day moving average is moving down. It's going to take a little while for the moving average to change, but you can definitely see there's a huge divergence between the buyers and the sellers, basically meaning that the buyers and sellers were even three four days ago. You know, there's the same many buyers as ourselves. Now the buyers have sharply increased and the sellers have sharply decreased 
So it's 33 over 23 now. So it's um, almost one and a half to one. Anyway, so that looks good. I'm going to look at the trade grid for AT&T. The bid is 24.72. The ask is 24.73. If we we're going to do a covered call on this, we're looking at 23.473. Okay, that'd be about 1%. Because if you bought it now at the money, 24.73, and you sold the 24.5 call spread, you get like 34, 34.35 cents. Which, a little bit less than a 1% return. However, I still have enough money to buy some more spreads, which I probably shouldn't. How much money do I have? 2700 What the hell can you buy with 2700 Let's see if I can buy 200 shares. Two hundred shares at the market. All right, so I'm gonna see if we can buy two hundred shares at the market, and we did twenty four seventy. Twenty four seventy. All right, so I'm gonna sell only two contracts at thirty four cents per share. That's what it sounds like. I'm going to sell two contracts at T100, which is the weeklies. 23 December 21, which is this Friday. The 24 and a half call at 34 cents a share. All right, so it's only 68 bucks. Not that bad. Off to the races. I did quite a bit of trades today. That's a lot of activity. Wow. All right. And I don't think there's any more to go. Yeah, that's it. We looked at the uh, Dividend Kings, the Dividend Achievers, uh, and Warren Buffett's list this week. Not really a whole heck of a lot more to go. There's only two more days left. we got today, tomorrow, and then um, I'm not sure if they have any more trading on the day before Christmas. I don't know. That being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Remember, we're only looking for that 1% return, and it's looking pretty happy this week so far. All that being said, this is James. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.